Hello, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Crash, the UK geek podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This is episode 333, recorded on Monday the 31st of August 2020 at 2348.43. Amazing, we are actually back on schedule doesn't really matter the time I'm recording this, but the date does, and it's scheduled for Monday, and it is still Monday. Although, honestly, I'd prefer to do these earlier in the day, as doing the show at night can be a bit tiring, but I have a monstrous can of... Monster! (laughs) Ultra Zero in front of me. It's not quite as good as Red Bull, but it's certainly a lot bigger And I have just been for a walk. I went for about three kilometres an hour or so ago. It was a late night walk. There was not much around apart from the people racing on the local A roads up and down, which I saw, and plod. That is, the police to the non-UK listeners. I stopped... Halfway along to take a picture of the moon, but the new council lampposts are so bright it makes it difficult to take a photo of anything in the sky. And also my Honor 9 Lite smartphone didn't do a bang-up job of focusing. What a pity, because it was almost the full moon. I think it was a three-quarter moon or something. I do like looking at the sky and the stars, and the moon, and the planets, when I go for a walk. It has been quite a few days, it hasn't been great. And, as you know from listening to this show, if you're a regular listener, I'm not sure anyone actually is, even after eight years, I'm a fairly doomy and negative person. But that's only because I know that the glass is half empty. On the other hand, because I know that, it doesn't mean that I don't appreciate the part that's half full. If it wasn't for the half full part, life wouldn't really be worth living. And as I said, if you have listened to this pod before, you can read between the lines... Or rather, listen between the lines, listen between the lines. Because my moods have been fairly transparent. And yeah, it hasn't been great, but there are things that are worth sticking around for. Which neatly segues onto a couple of those things. The Lost Boys. Because it was very clear when I tweeted that my bank holiday weekend was going very badly, but Cream Tea and the Lost Boys are edging Starship Roitanic around the Spaceberg, and it really did. Yes, I made myself a cream tea with a scone, not a split, I'm not Cornish, covered in clotted cream with a dollop of strawberry conserve on top. It would have been preserve, which is my preferred jam type, but I couldn't find any, so I had to make do 
with a slightly inferior conserve. We talk about jam and cake quite a lot on this pod. Ah, oh, that's an English thing or a fat man thing. Anyway, yeah, yesterday I had those scones and I watched The Lost Boys, which took me right back to the 80s. And as I've said many times before, the 80s were not that great for me. But this film was definitely one of its high points. It's got everything I like, really. It's got vampires, horror, it has a little comedy, and it features a sleazy beach town. (laughs) If you're from the UK, you'll know all about towns like those. It's just all there. And in fact, I even lived in a sleazy beach town when I went to university the first time round. Tenet. That is the big news at the moment. Okay. I said in a tweet I'll be shouting about this, but it is far too late at night to shout, and I don't want to wake everyone up. So just assume that I'm annoyed, and you'll be right. Let's go back in time a bit to the first Christopher Nolan film I saw, and that was Memento. can't remember the year, but it was a long time ago. I remember seeing it with one of my friends, Rashid Mohammed. Shout out to Rashid Mohammed, wherever you are. Completely lost touch with him. Where are you, man? Get in touch. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm also one of the few who has seen the film Following was rather low budget and I think that many people have seen that Christopher Nolan film. I think it was written by his brother. I have. I went through the back catalogue of Crash and found that I've talked about it quite a long time ago. I talked about it in pod 11 back in 2013, so just one year after the podcast started. Inception, as you know, if you'll read my biography page, where I go on a bit too much about myself, is one of my favourite films. In fact, I did a thing where I looked at my favourite films over the last ten years for the millennium, and best of all was Inception. Needless to say, I really wanted to see Tenet. But there's COVID-19, That really wasn't an option, and I'm disappointed by Christopher Nolan's childish insistence on releasing Tenet in cinemas with the world still reeling from COVID-19, because he has single-handedly decided to save cinema by risking the lives of audiences and staff. Yeah, that's a bit strong, but that is how I feel, and I don't say those things lightly, because... For me, cinema is one of the few things that has kept me going for years. I am an avid cinema goer, although in the last few years I've been going less simply because it's so expensive. I have my own (laughs) ritual of going to the cinema. I usually pick a day where there isn't that many people there. I pick a time for the same reason. I usually sit in relatively the same place in a cinema during a screening. I take the same snacks. I love the cinema. So when 
I say that I'm not going to the cinema. I don't think it's something to be taken lightly, not because I'm that important, but because the cinema is so important to me. I could actually talk about the cinema for the next hour, but I won't. Yeah. Before this COVID crap, I went to the cinema a lot. I've been going since childhood, even on my own, when I had no one to go with. I was looking forward to, in addition to Tenant, Wonder Woman 1984, which looks fantastic, and the James Bond film No Time to Die. I have been stuck inside with little money for most of the year, so I would just love to see a film on the big screen. But I'm also living with older, vulnerable people, so that's not an option for me. Let me just reiterate then, I'm sick of big babies like Christopher Nolan with more money and ego than sense to proclaim that he is saving the cinema and messing with people's lives. If governments can't work out an effective response, if science is still learning about the virus, which may well be airborne, and on top of that there is still no viable vaccine, what makes you think that some arrogant rich guy with no scientific background whatsoever knows what the hell he is talking about? He doesn't. I'm saying this to Christopher Nolan, who almost certainly does not listen to this podcast. Of course he doesn't. Christopher Nolan, you should just shut up about things you don't understand instead of throwing your weight around until you get your way. You are definitely a creative genius, you are a filmmaking auteur, but you are also a ginormous idiot. I am not alone in this criticism, with a few of the big movie review sites deciding not to review the film because they don't want to risk their reviewers. Eventually, when the movie is attainable in a way that does not threaten my family with disease, I will also watch it and talk about it. But until then, that's all I have to say. Grow up, Nolan. Ah. <sighs> Moving on to the next item, which is a sad one, and that is about actor Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played Black Panther in 2018, recently died. He was battling with a serious and long-term illness, which I had no idea about. And I didn't really know him outside the role of Black Panther, but in that role, I feel he excelled. And as many are saying, long live Wakanda. That's all I really have to talk on the culture front this week. Let's move on to technology. And, of course, the Apple versus Epic. Epic battle. <sighs> Sorry about that. This is just going to run and run and run and run until there's a compromise and Epic gets a better deal. While I can see Fortnite dropping Mac OS and iOS, I can't really see the Unreal gaming engine leaving anytime soon. And late breaking? Because 
when I wrote that, that was quite a few days ago, a recent preliminary court judgment has confirmed my prediction. Apple can drop Fortnite, but they can't screw with Unreal. Moving on to my ongoing issue with the Roku YouTube app, which we talked about in pod 328. Over the last month, my Roku YouTube app has had trouble handling things like fast forward. I think the reason for that is there are now many more ads in YouTube and if you fast forward past an ad, it seems to screw things up. I don't know, maybe it's that. I will say though, my network connectivity is fast. We also talked about that. I'm on a fiber optic network. Even so, if I use that fast forward function, I usually get a black screen and the buffering spiral of death. And then I'm sent back to the main GUI. I have sent feedback through the app many, many times, but this whole thing sucks. And I'm starting to wonder whether Roku care at all about supporting their devices. And that's a increasing thing with tech makers. They'll release this cool thing and then they just won't support it. As far as I can see online, it's another case of relying on unpaid forum members to solve technical support issues. Roku, do the work yourself. Let's move on to something we talk about quite often, and that is podcasting gear. And oh man, what a saga this has been. Because most of my posts are routinely removed from Reddit. It is why I'm no longer on Reddit. I've got my account, but I don't subscribe to any subreddits anymore. One of the last posts, the straw that broke the camel's back, that was removed by a mod who's busy hypocritically promoting paid goods, included a link to a Discord that I was hosting, which is apparently self-promotion. You see, what happened was I posted a link hoping to help people who are beginning podcasting with what equipment to buy, and then I thought, as a subject on Discord, I could talk about how to start your own podcast. But apparently, this was self-promotion. <sighs> Long story short, I tweeted a link to... Uh, Definitely very boring and overly long, verbose essay <laughs> on what gear I use. And then I realised this thing that was supposed to be a subsection on my podcast page had turned into a treatise, and I decided to cut it down to a few paragraphs. If you're interested, click on the podcast link and then click on the gear link in the podcast page. I'm not going to go into this too much now, because you'll get bored and you'll tune out, but my gear is at the lower end of the market. But it seems to work for me. I could probably use a better mic and a voice processor like a... Is it DBX286 or 286DBX? 
it's one of those things that has a threshold function to filter out the silent bits and decide which bits to record and a deesser because as you can hear I've got a bit of a lisp and I'm a bit clicky those things are on the list throw me a couple of quid and I'll see if I can't do that sooner but take it from me at the moment I'm doing the very best I can with a limited budget let's go old school tech for a moment I tweeted a picture of a radio, an old-school transistor radio, on which I listened to the late Tommy Vance's Friday Night Rock Show that used to be broadcast from 10pm to midnight in the 1980s on BBC Radio 1. I think it was also on another station at one point, or before that. But anyway, I was listening to Tommy Vance for years. You can still hear his old broadcasts. People have put them on YouTube, and I'd recommend that you do that, because he certainly had an interesting and great way of delivering content, especially if you're into rock. Where were we? Oh yeah, the transistor radio, old school tech. It's a nice, solid, chunky thing with a real stainless steel fascia, not just thin either, quite thick and substantial. It has survived quite a lot of drops and being bunged into a backpack for years, although I no longer use it. I think I do want to get it working a little better again. It is working, but there's a loose battery connection and the tuning could do with some fiddling with. It's pretty nice, and it's the sort of size that you can fit in your hand. It's got one of those little straps. Do you remember the type of transistor radio? that really annoying people, and this was before boom boxes, would put up to their ear and crank up and then walk around with and do this ridiculous little dance. I don't know what that was about. I wonder if I was one of those annoying people. I hope not. Ah, yeah, maybe I should tell you <laughs> a bit more about the brand. For the nerdy out there, it is a realistic AM, FM, solid-state radio. I even noted down the catalogue number, which is 12-609. Oh yeah, while we're on the subject of realistic, <laughs> I talked about, uh, and this is relevant, I talked about The Detectorist, that British comedy TV show about people who use metal detectors to dig up history, and, okay, back to realistic. I have a metal detector that is a realistic branded one. It's very, very cheap and basic, but it looks cool and it looks very retro, and I want to try it out in the wild, and maybe I'll talk about that in some future show. On to the next item. This is a really interesting one. Did you know we nearly had a Commodore 64 SID chip guitar pedal? 
On June the 4th, 2016, Twitter user at Sensorsonic, that's at S-E-N-S-A-S-O-N-I-C, announced and showed off a, I'm quoting from their own tweet here, guitar to SID synth with integrated looper and MIDI support. Understandably, this caused a real furore <laughs> amongst both the geeks and the rockers, or those who are in both camps, until late in the thread, the person admitted that due to manufacturing problem, they were never able to bring this to market. And how sad is that? But man, what a great concept. I've always had an interest in guitar pedals. I'm a terrible guitar player, a fairly awful bass player, and just about average ukulele player, but I love the tech. And this really would be something, because if you are into Commodore 64s, you'll know that the Commodore 64 had this phenomenal sound-generating SID chip, the SID chip. It was the thing that Commodore 64 users lauded over users of lesser good-sounding microcomputers. Okay, next. Ko-Fi. Yes, or Kofi, or coffee. I think it's probably coffee. K-O-F-I. I am using coffee's base level account to ask for tips, that is financial tips, not tips on how to do stuff. I'm doing this in preference to Patreon because it is totally free. So if you're a podcaster and you're looking for an easy way to accept payments, check out Coffee. At the moment, Coffee are still nagging me to put more content up on their site, and I will get to this soon, but as with everything, I need people to actually want to chuck me a few quid before I go ahead and add lots of content to Coffee. If, however, you are one of those kind people, I'll tell you how to do this at the end of the show. Rest assured, it is unbelievably simple and won't take up much of your time. Like I said, I will eventually put some stuff up, and one of the things that I'm supposed to put up is a video. As I said, Coffee, and apparently the founder of Coffee, is nagging me to do via email. If I do that, expect death by a thousand jump cuts because I may have to edit out a lot of Tourette ticks. Yes, I could keep them in, but how long do you want to sit there watching me get to the point? On the other hand, I don't know how I will react on video. It might be different to how Tourette's affects podcasting. We'll have to see. And yes, before you remind me, I have heard of a film called Motherless Brooklyn, and no, I have not watched it yet. However, if you are a person with Tourette's Syndrome and have watched Motherless Brooklyn, feel free to tell me what you think, although please, no spoilers, I will get round to it eventually. 
On to the next thing, and that is VLC. My mum is getting to grips with VLC, which I have stuck on a USB flash drive and shown her how to use. On that flash drive, there is also a few movies. So far, she has watched and re-watched Star Trek 2009 and has Star Trek Into Darkness from 2013 and Star Trek Beyond from 2016 and Sholay from 1975 on her playlist. You can, of course, do lots and lots and lots of other things with VLC apart from just watching movies. It is, as they say, the Swiss Army knife of media players, and I've been using VLC for so many years. I even used it in the past as a network player to stream YouTube clips on a live radio show. I'd written this command line thing where I would say, and listen to this, and then I'd hit a button and it would just play the clips, a bit like one of those old tape carousel things you'd use in a radio station. I found, though, that it wasn't perfect, and sometimes the stream would get snarled up. I'm still not sure if this was a YouTube a network, a PC, a Windows, or a VLC problem. My money is on YouTube, because YouTube doesn't seem to like you streaming things from outside their app. But yeah, VLC, cool program, check it out if you're looking for a media player. It is also the core of... Some media player distributions, like, I think, Librelec, and Kodi, of course, I think, uses a core from VLC. Now I'm not quite sure. But anyway, if you've never used VLC, what are you waiting for? It is the ultimate media player. And VLC did not pay me to say that, because VLC is free and open source. Ah. <sighs> Let's move on to the creative section. We haven't visited this part of the podcast for a long, long time. I'm getting back into graphic design. I'm considering getting back into paid graphic design. Graphic design? You never told us you did that kind of thing, Roy, did you? That's been eight years. I'm not sure if I have mentioned that on the podcast. In fact, I actually have a qualification Okay, it's from an adult education course, but it was certificated as a level two course. And we're in the UK, so we actually do have standards and things that colleges have to adhere to, so it's not just nonsense. Well, sometimes we have standards. Sometimes our standards stink. And in fact, other countries have better standards than our own. So what am I saying? Let me just take all of that back. All that ridiculous stuff about bigging up the British education system when I have, on occasion, thoroughly disparaged it on this pod. So, yeah, we're not the best in the world. We're not number one. But take it from me, my graphic design qualification was excellent. And it was from the acclaimed Celtic 
South East London College of Technology, which is now known as Lewisham College. And yeah, it was one of the few courses that I have done over the years, including more academic things, that has actually come in handy, and I have used the skills that I learned on that course, which were predominantly Photoshop. And as for raw material, thanks to being an avid snapper, I once wanted to be a photographer, but I wanted to be a lot of things, I also have some royalty-free photography I can use, things that I've taken myself. The only fly in the soup, fly in the ointment, fly crawling over a corpse, sorry about that, went a bit goth there, is that I need some kind of tablet, something like a Wacom tablet and stylus to really get into juggling pixels. You can do this stuff with a mouse, but it is very, very tiring, and you'll end up in hospital with a repetitive strain injury, which actually happened to me. The thing is, Wacom. Didn't we already talk about this? Do you remember that revelation back in February? that Wacom was hoovering up user data. Well, in fact, they were hoovering up user data, but they said it was for no sinister reason and all that nonsense. But that has given me second thoughts, as well as the fact that I'm on a budget. I'm hoping to find a dumb device, Wacom or not, that also doesn't need extra drivers. I always wondered why you need so many drivers for something that is, after all, just a fancy mouse. And at this point, let me throw you a tip. <laughs> Not money tip, but a graphic design tip. If you're beginning your journey into graphic design and or photography, I can recommend Adobe Photoshop CS6. That was the last non-cloud version of Photoshop. I can also recommend PaintShop Pro 5.03, which is a lightweight and remarkably similar to Photoshop program. Both these programs have a well-deserved cult status amongst users, including me, and can easily be found. Let's just leave it at that. By the way, since I earlier mentioned Lewisham College, I want to give a shout out to Lewisham College, which has been responsible for sending two generations of my very small family, i.e. both my mum and me, to university. If you live in South East London, I suggest you check them out. That reminds me, that means, like many rock and rollers before me, I have actually been to art college, sort of. <laughs> oh, okay, and that is it for the main part of the show. We are now relaxing into the chill-out section, the after show. Welcome to the after show. I only have one thing to talk about, and that is Discord chat. I have a chat, a weekly one, or at least I will have one when people bother to actually log in. 
This is currently on Discord, but I may move it to another platform so that users can chat without joining anything. And that is possible with something like IRC and their web-based server thingy that they have, that Freenode has anyway. I can also, with not too much work, spin up other community stuff if there is a demand, so let me know. For example, at one point there was a forum for Crash, <laughs> there was, or probably still is, a Twitter list, there may have been a Facebook page, and even a subreddit. Surprising, given how much I hate Reddit. All those things have at some point been available for the show, but without demand, what's the point? Remember, if you are enthused about this show, if you enjoy the show, it is up to you, the listener, to participate. If not, well, fair enough, we'll just carry on as we have been doing for eight years. And by the way, details at the end of the show about how you can chat with me through Discord. Which, coincidentally, is the point at which we are at. It is the end of the show now. The show that you've just listened to is produced, presented, and edited, surprise, surprise, by me, Roy Martha, a writer. Martha is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at RoyMartha.com. I'm available to chat with live on Friday between the hours of 7 and 8 p.m. UK time, which is currently British summertime, which is GMT plus one. To do that, just go to my website and click the chat link. If you want to help, fantastic! Please review and rate the show on whatever platform you listen, especially Apple Podcasts, that is particularly helpful, and recommend it to a friend or an enemy, either of which is fine by me. You can also tip me a few galactic credits by going to my website and clicking support. See, I told you it was easy. That is it. You were listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, Crash, the UK podcast for the culture geek, technology nerd and creative wizard. This episode was episode 333, recorded on Monday the 31st of August 2020, and ending a day later, because it is now past midnight on Tuesday the 1st of September 2020. The time at the end of the show is 0034.20. And just to satisfy your curiosity, if you have a nerdly curiosity about technical stuff like this, and because I'm staring at T-Clock, which is the way I know what time it is in the sistray of my Windows system, bottom right, it also has a reading for uptime, and my current uptime is 400 hours. Yes, my computer has not been booted for the last 400 hours, and may the gods have mercy on my soul. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye for now. Bye.